Hello, Henrietta. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the conversations with Jason Campbell and Henrietta Galena. How are you doing in quarantine today? Um, I'm okay. I'm just trying to stay occupied and focused on good vibes. I think, like everyone else, trying not to be glued to the news. Um, you know, it's really hard to try to develop. Uh, kind of unique answers to this because every time everyone's like how are you doing it's like for the first time I feel like we're all feeling pretty much the exact same just oscillating between complete dread and fear and trying to keep perspective yes I have to <laughs> been <laughs> it's been a, a, a swell of emotions your every day is quite different and um, yes strangely the exact fucking same <laughs> <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I ha I have to say, um, but I have I I I am cherishing this time that I've had to to talk to people. You know, yes, of course, a lot of the di the dialogue surrounds um, the immediate temperature and this this world event. But I am I am having time on the phone, really talking to friends about where they are in life, or you know, really what's going on with them, what are they thinking about for the future, and and so on and so forth, and. My my peers are in their in their forties, so this is a uh, a definite pivotal time in their life, irrespective of this of this significant event um, for us. So it's been it's been a, a very um, substantive time of conversation and uh, introspection. Mm hmm. For sure. And um, and one of the things that we've been speaking about, if we're looking for a segue here. <laughs> One of the, the the main, if not the main topic of conversation um, amongst my network is about employment and um, and really uh, about unemployment at this point because the world is largely shut down and there has been swift, fast, um, official uh, lay, layoffs, significant amounts, and also furloughs. Some of the numbers that I was looking at, Henrietta, and, you know, I'm lens through America primarily. I, I've been picking up the news in Italy and France and so forth, but primarily I'm looking at what's going on in America right now, and it, it, is, it is so big, it's so huge, you know, when Macy's lays off a staff or furloughs a staff of over 120-some plus thousand uh, workers and, and, and so forth, and a number of large brands like that, you know, you really look at these optics and you have to, you have to, you have to um, identify how big this event really is and how um, long lasting it possibly could be. Yeah. I mean, that is definitely not lost on me at all. Um, as I mentioned in the last episode, um, I have also fallen to, um, you know, subject of that exact thing, um, having been laid off a uh, week before last. So, yeah, it's very much a reality for myself. And now increasingly, so many people that I know that I'm talking to, my friends, co-workers, um, honestly, like, unlike anything that I've ever seen. I mean, it happened to me, like, in the first week of, of uh, the sort of New York mandated stay at home. Um, so it kind of felt a bit surreal, like I was a little bit blindsided because obviously we didn't know what we know now. So, it, you know, it was more about um, feelings of, you know, 
failure or, or you know, embarrassment, guilt. Like, I don't know. It's like this swirling weirdness of slight shame. Um, and now it just feels almost practical, um, just given how much the bottom's fallen out. I mean, in terms of looking at the economic numbers, the unemployment numbers, I mean, we're, in, you know, in two weeks in the US, um, almost 10 million unemployed. That's never happened. That's unprecedented. Um, just really seeing like, it looks like we're going to be quarantined for at least the next uh, five to six weeks. Uh, stores might be closed for longer. It just, it, it's just really feeling all very unprecedented, which it really is. And so unemployment, unfortunately, just feels like um, kind of part of the course for that. Well, you you got a let's say an early taste of um of what was to come and what will continue to be for some time. And um it's funny that you said that uh you know you felt you had feelings of shame and that sort of thing around that happening because from the, the immediately as we understood the, the the potential scale of this, I was like, oh dear, the 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 impact of this is going to be huge. So when, you know, when I, when you disclosed to me about you being uh, laid off, that to me just signal, just uh, that <laughs> signal what's happening, uh, what's happening right now. But, um, but yes, your response, your feeling was your feeling. And I think is, that's why this subject I think is interesting to talk about, because I think a lot of people are at home and are, are stewing in their own thought and may not know what and may not know what direction to go in. I, I I find I actually find that you you know your your revelation of that to be most interesting thus far in our conversation because um I, I, I wouldn't think that would have a place in this at all. But of course it does because that's how you because that's how you feel. But I'm thinking of like, you know, my mind immediately goes to okay, not just about the layoff or the furlough, but oh dear God, the scale and the scope of it and when and if it could come back to any, you know, degree of of uh, of of what we have known it to be, you know. So, but I, I think the the range of emotions, the range of thinking around um, the, the layoffs and the furlough, I, I find this a very interesting point of conversation. Yeah, I mean, I think, in fairness, I think, um, what do I think? I think that how one reacts to something like this I think is all relative and very subjective and individual and I think when it happens is also informs that right so it's like I said this happened for me very early on so it we weren't in the extent of panic that we're in now it wasn't the extent in terms of looking at the infected cases looking at the death toll looking at seeing the impact on the front lines um with me- you know in, in medical centers and hospitals and you know we're seeing so many images and and facts and updates in the news but like i said it feels like part of the course right now you know sort of in week three the way this is escalating so quickly is insane the fact that we're like in week three 10 million unemployed blah 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 um you know it is escalating really quickly um, so where I was and where my headspace was, obviously, it was all unprecedented and felt really uncertain and scary. But the overall feeling was hope that we would kind of get through it. At that time, it was a two-week, you know, mandated quarantine. People were, you know, saying that stores were going to reopen at the end of the month or the middle of April. Like, that things felt like there was a an end point. So I think in terms of those feelings of, 
you know, uh, not feeling great uh, from a personal uh, and emotional standpoint, I think that should provide a bit more context. Um, and I also, I just, I don't think, I mean, I think I've maybe thought about it a couple of times, but I didn't quite think personally about how closely tied my identity is to like what I do. I didn't really think about how those two are so closely linked. Um, and so I think it just hit me like a ton of bricks, like knowing that for the most part, everyone that I knew was still working, just working from home. There was also that kind of barrier of like, you know, everyone else is doing and I'm not doing. And it was also that kind of um, component to it. But obviously, like I said, as we've evolved and as this has become just so prevalent and just the devastation has become so prevalent, I don't know a single person or company or family or even country that hasn't been impacted by this. Um, it it almost feels a little bit more normalised in a way. So I, I think it was it was it's very fleeting. And like you said, there's a cocktail of emotions that are involved in this. So. At any given moment, I don't think your emotions are the same. But that's just that was just my personal journey. I I I, I can't say if I would have had that same roller coaster or that same sequence of emotions if I had been laid off this week or next week or next month. I know that a lot of my friends are who are working are living day to day in fear of losing their jobs, which also is not fun. So part of me is like, well, at least I had the luxury of like. <laughs> not knowing it was going to happen right. you know I think the idea of every day you're just like am I going to get that phone call or that zoom meeting or whatever uh, or that email however um, employers are deciding to do it so I can imagine living with that anxiety just is not fun either well I think that you're 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 raising a, a the, another point that I think we should d- discuss here is is how the employer goes about goes about the layoff or the furlough or the firing or what whatever that is i've been looking at that as well i've i've seen some i've seen some brutality out there i have to say you know i've seen i've seen um uh, some brands just go in and just like cut staff close stores and okay this is done you know they were probably hanging by a thread just before this but you know they're also considerate i he- i heard about like eileen fisher for example, who had to lay off uh, the bulk of her her retail staff, and I, I believe kept some of her executive staff um, who uh, is working on a reduced pay. But everyone, even the retail staff who's been furloughed, they get health insurance, and like those kind of mm-hmm. mechanics and things like that. I think about during this time we're in a pan- pandemic for heaven's sake. You know, losing your job, losing health insurance is your is your employer considerate of that? You know, you would have you could you could have a newborn there. So many, there are so many components to this, and um, what I'm looking at is how uh, humanely the different the different brands, the different entrepreneurs are handling this, and and in 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 kind the response of the the employers. So I'm looking at that landscape as as well, because let's be honest, this is an opportunity for a lot of brands to save face. And get out, you know, is a bloodbath out there anyway. And so, you know, if you were if you were tithering, this is the time to sort of just like cut loose and say ciao. Um, but oh, Jesus, Jason, that's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that's both hilarious and incredibly 
uh, I'm, I'm calling it. Um, I'm calling as it as it is, Henrietta. And I have to say, it, that just doesn't go for the small brands with a handful of employees. That goes for a lot of size brands, in, including very much larger brands with even thousands of employees. This gives you a real out <laughs> and that and maybe it, well you're not wrong it, it, I, I hope this, this may this is not sounding provocative i'm not intending to be but i i'm really seeing things out there for for how it is and you know when um for example we had spoken about your layoff early on and i i didn't i didn't feel the impact of it obviously i felt the impact is you being my friend and 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 so forth but not the impact of it happening in this time i just i, I was just like that's just that, that's just what will be. Um, so at least now you know. So I, I'm really interested as to how these different players will handle um, will handle their employee layoffs and closing of businesses yeah. and so forth. I mean, like everything, and I feel like I say this often, but I think it's contextual. And I think that there are different ways to do it. I look at um, Everlane, for instance, and mm-hmm. that completely botched way that that was handled and you know rightly or wrongly being accused of uh union busting Mm -hmm. you know so that that's an that's a way to not do it you know promising your staff that e-com is still strong and we're in this together and then you know having different messaging behind closed doors and trying to silence people and then kind of coming out with these transparent messages on social that's completely counter to the accounts of the, the team that were trying to unionize it that was just very messy particularly with Bernie Sanders getting involved and dragging the CEO yeah. for union busting um you know you also have like examples like the wing who understandably obviously their entire business is built off of physical members being in a in physical spaces and I thought that the way that they handled their layoffs in terms of getting ahead of it communicating it forthright on social and talking about the terms they I think they they gave um two months severance and healthcare through June which I thought was generous but contextually the wing were also recently called out last week in the New York Times for being that usual kind of like toxic face of white feminism um creating toxic environments for for workers that has you know racial implications and is really problematic in a number of ways and and apparently it was incredibly well known um Mm -hmm. amongst um, many people in the industry and and press and and such so i don't know if that colored their decision to be uh, generous in terms of severance and healthcare for their for their staff so yeah, I don't, I was reading, um, I forget, I think it was Sephora who uh, did it by email or something, like just something that was completely like never, ever break up with anyone in written word, whether it's a post-it, whether it's a text, whether it's an email. Um, and, and that apparently was like incredibly shocking. So I think there are cases in which it's been handled well. There are cases in which it's been handled not well. I think being laid off is never a great thing in any way, so no one feels great. But, but, um, at, be- at best, you can understand, but um, 
yeah, I think it is completely contextual to the individual circumstances. Well, um, you, you have highlighted some of the brands who have gaffed, and uh, another one that has been discussed is um, Adidas and the way that they handle their uh, their layoffs, uh, apparently. And actually, this just gives us something. This gives us a, another issue uh, to discuss for uh, another episode in that all the politics and all the, the consciousness that was floating around before all of this, you know, how, how will that messaging or how will those messaging like float after this? Will we be as, as conscientious about the things that we were, you know, how, what about inclusivity and, and, and sustainability and all the things that we have discussed in this forum? Um, I think we're going to have to revisit that in this time and, and after it's, it's a, is a, is a, is an interesting time for disruption, I think on those things. Um, and hopefully it's not going to be disruptive hopefully we can we can stay the course but um but but something to to delve into i think um yeah i mean i don't know how much people are going to remember i think the news cycle is incredibly short especially during this corona uh crisis and i think people aren't necessarily um retaining news and information that isn't specific to the more immediate coronavirus so i don't know if people are going to remember shit that went down badly <laughs> um i definitely think that people will remember the brands that are like making masks and ventilators and and donating tons of money uh, to the efforts to combat corona mm-hmm. in terms of the gas i mean unless it's like a huge like everlane for instance might suffer but i think their gaff or perceived gaff was so counter to their message whereas like adidas i don't know that anyone was really checking for their values anyway and from my understanding they were always lower on the totem pole than the more kind of the more shall I say relevant brands like a Nike or an Under Armour or a Lululemon so I don't I don't know if that's going to get lost in the in the weeds um similarly to the wing I mean they couldn't have had a better timing for that expose to come out because no one again was checking for non-corona related stories and the, so this expose in, your, in new york times we're speaking about uh, that's correct yes about the wing um and their toxic work environment and practices and how they treat employees etc so that kind of came and went pretty much without any need to address it from the wing because i guess they're just assuming that no one saw it um so yeah, how people are going to hand, uh, remember and handle this afterwards is it remains to be seen. But I think in terms of sustainability and inclusion specifically, I definitely think that you would be remiss to not look into sustainability because it's somehow it's like linked in various ways. And I think that companies are going to have to reconcile that and find ways to remedy their impact to people and the planet and and how we live our lives because I think this has just rocked the world to its core and we're gonna I think want to come out of this you know knowing better and doing better I think we knew better but we were still doing the same thing because that's pretty much how we've lived for a really long time and how fashion is set up largely I I was I I actually was uh just mentioned those things because I think that we um those things are worthy of their own conversation I I had mentioned those as as issues to to revisit in our forums in other podcasts because I I, I think that they are this substantive conversation I, I I'm appreciating your 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 thoughts on them and I I, I think that that signals that we have a, a deeper dive a deeper dive into these into these conversations I have to tell you but 
maybe getting back on track a bit on the unemployment thing, I think that we have been talking a bit um, about the corporate entities. I'm sorry to to sort of steer it maybe to to, to a more self interested area, but the and and maybe hopefully you would agree, Henrietta, freelancers make up such a significant um, portion of this industry. And I'm a freelancer. I'm in, you know, that essentially. Some of the have I was producing an event in Brazil, for example, um, that that has been postponed. So many, so many, uh, you know, day raters, the hairstylists, the makeup artists, photographers, so many of us that are in that camp that we're essentially our own bosses. So we're not we're not fired. We're not we're not laid off, per se, but we're not necessarily working. I, I think a lot of us are out there thinking, then, what does that mean for me? In America, there's this talk of the stimulus package and, you know, this amount being given over a certain period of time. You know, my thought is like, do I even qualify for that? Does the rhythm of my income um, really fit uh, fit what the what the government is offering. And so I feel that there would be thousands of us in this space that really don't understand, A, um, where necessarily maybe where our next meal is going to be coming from, but what our next move is going to be and what protection we have under, you know, in, in this current state. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely uncertain, I think. My understanding is that under the new stimulus package, uh, independent contractors and people who qualify as or identify as self-employed do get something. But again, it's like, I'm not sure when that is. I think there's a lot of um, uh, murkiness around like, is it going to be this month? Like how, like what, what the qualifying factors? Like, I mean, this administration has been less than clear, I think, throughout this entire process. Um and honestly, it's just like exacerbated their bad leadership, if you ask me, um, <laughs> personal opinion. Um, and yeah, I mean, just the nature of freelancing is that, you know, you say very little and live in the moment. That said, I do feel like this kind of like gig economy is going to um, kind of do pretty well um, when this is all over, because I think companies have been completely disjointed most brands and companies have furloughed staff and laid people off and um, are probably going to like make people take pay cuts. And so I think that um, case by case projects and bringing in freelancers, being a bit more agile and flexible would probably be more advantageous. So, but then again, it's like also who knows what companies are left. There might be more people vying for right. very few positions. So yeah, it's very, un- it's very uncertain. And um, I, in a way that is is scary. And uh, I, sure. I dare say, you know, the fashion lifestyle, this may not be the most PC uh, mention either, but the, this goes against so much of what the fashion lifestyle uh, represents. It represents opulence, uh, you know, uh, global, <laughs> the, 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 the shiny, everything, all the ritziness, all the glamour, of fashion is threatened by employment and also even the aesthetic of fashion is 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 impacted um by this because can you really show that 
ritzy image, that ritzy lifestyle it, it, any t- anytime soon to come. Doesn't, you know, doesn't it bode for a time of like, of, of minimalism again and a sort of, you know, a subdued uh, expression in fashion? There's so much that's impacted, I think, by this employment, wherein if you're not able to afford, if you're not able to um, present the lifestyle, um, how can this all still continue, especially when so many um, hundreds of thousands, if not millions, by the end of this will, will be expunged from this industry? Am I being, am I being too apocalyptic? <laughs> no, it's funny because I was actually just reading before this that actually um, luxury um, in that kind of more brutal week of millions being laid off luxury was actually up two percent so never underestimate the 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 spending habits of people with money firstly um and um but is it i don't know i don't i i don't know the answer to that question because um people might still want stuff to make them feel better you know, and like that idea of beauty and I'm sick of wearing my sweatpants and I don't know, those rare people who are still making regular income and can afford to still just shop and, and, and be, you know, business as usual. I don't, well, I don't know I, the answer I, to that. As a lot of things that we don't have the <laughs> answer to at this time. But one thing, one thing I think we do know and that we agree on is that Payroll is a company's um, often biggest or one of their biggest expenses. And right now, um, when you're looking to cut expenses, uh, payroll is what is getting excised. And, um, and we're only starting to feel the, the brunt of the cuts and the layoffs at this time. For sure. And I, I think it's, it's really extending to everything. I was kind of reading about the role of influencers in all of this. And you and I had had a conversation previously about what that lo- what that's looking like right now, where that's going. And this one article I was reading was actually talking about how even influencers are like, all our projects are halted and we're not getting any affiliate money. And, you know, there's like very little to do. Um, so it's, it's quite interesting at how there isn't a single pocket of the industry that isn't suffering and unsure about the future. Well, yeah. Um, well, when most upcoming orders are cancelled, my most uh, fashion shows they say through the end of the year will be cancelled. When retail staff has been let go, I mean, you're talking about uh, you're talking about an industry that is literally put in uh, an induced coma, and so that's where we are. Yeah, I mean. And speaking about the U.S. specifically, obviously, because that's where we live, but the unemployment numbers, because I don't know if you remember, but the prediction was 3.5 million over the course of this pandemic. And I think that was probably when they thought it was going to be sort of two to four week period uh, of quarantine. You know, we saw 3.3 in the first week, 6.6 last week. If the numbers keep doubling or just um, increasing, they're saying that that we're looking at between forty and fifty million unemployed I, I mean, over the course of this pandemic. I hope, that, 
I don't even know what, what that, that means. means. I don't even that, know what that, that looks is like. A staggering amount of people that's out of work. That is like oh, that's unprecedented in America, and that to me that is depression level. Uh, that that's depression level situation there. Well, we're unprecedented now. That's what I'm saying. Like, I I'm I'm really unclear because it's it's every sector, right? So as it pertains to our industry. My thoughts are that if you, on a really basic level, if you really, and we sort of touched on this last uh, episode, if you happen to make it, right, as a, as a fashion company designer brand, with that number, that level of unemployment, who is there to buy your products or how are you able to make your business work when airlines are in trouble and restaurants are in trouble and freelancers are in trouble and it, it just... It, for me, it's it's not even just about the unemployment within the fashion structures, right? Within the companies and the warehouses, and it's also um, the neighbouring and adjacent and unrelated exactly. unemployment exactly. numbers as well, because exactly. those are the customers and those are the supply chain and those are the mechanisms that make things happen. So it really is all connected, and and. Not to sound hyper philosophical, I think one of the things that we hopefully will all come out of this really realizing is how connected we are and how much more we have in common than we have differences. That's no different than, you know, it's no different in the fashion industry that all of these components are connected. I think that the way that we make business decisions, the elected officials we hire to govern us, the, the, I don't know, the, areas that we choose to put warehouses like all of those things matter and I think now we're really seeing how everything is connected but with those staggering figures I mean like you said it's like a kind of depression era type scenario it really does beg the question as not what's the point that probably sounds a bit too negative and 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 um but like for all of the efforts that we're putting into survival mode right. to get through the pandemic, I'm really almost more interested in what is the strategy right. when the pandemic is over. <laughs> as, we, as you would be. We're, we're, we're strategists, we're marketers, you know, so yes, <laughs> as we would be, yes. Because to your point, can you still, with a kind of clear conscience, be uh, like, bye, bye, bye? How, like, how do you communicate? I, I have that issue with with one of with one of my clients now, for example. Like in this time, you can't be you can't be too salesy. You certainly can't be tone deaf. And how do you strike that that right message? You know, you're still a business, but you're also considerate of the temperament of the time. But uh, you want to put content out there. What? How do you strike that balance? And uh, we've turned to poetry in some respect. And I have to tell you, that has been <laughs> that has been a winning formula. Um, and not it's not a an engineered sort of thing. is a is a is a natural expression for the brand. But yes, we I, I I've had to employ poetry in 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 marketing in this time. <laughs> Literal do you mean poetry. literal poetry? Liter- lit- or, literal poetry. Or do you mean like, oh, I was like, do you mean literal poetry or do you mean like the, the finagling no, of, of no. words to make 
a no, sales no, pitch no, 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 sound not, less no, salesy. Please, I want to clarify that. No, it's not the finagling of words. It's, it's, it's literal poetry, um, something that came from the designer and came from the heart. And, uh, and he expressed it to his, to, 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 to his audience. And I actually think it's a beautiful thing. And no, there's no, there's no sales pitch in there. Obviously, you know, it's attached to a jewelry that, that, that he has designed. But uh, still, it's, uh, the message is authentic and sincere. I, I, th- I thought so. That's I lovely. thought so. Because what I love about this time as well, Henrietta, is that it forces creative thinking. You are really for, and, and, and how tremendous that we have a, that this wonderful technology piece um, in the equation at this time that we can use. So it, I think uh, not that everyone can create a solution from their living room couch. I understand that. But I think a lot of us have the, um, have the, the, the tools we need in order to sort of like create some things in this time. It may not be a direct road back to where you were, but in this time, and may, you, you may not be able to get back to where you came from, but in this time, you can create new things. You can think differently. You can apply things differently. So that's something I'm appreciating about this time. Yeah, I mean, creativity is literally the name of the game in more ways than one. So I think that's definitely, you're onto something there. I think um, as it pertains directly to the, the subject at hand of unemployment, it remains to be seen how the remaining members of these teams can do that. Because, you know, in terms of um, chopping the fat, as what's the saying that they say when, they, when they're trying to like um, lighten the load trim, and get rid trim of Trim the fat. Trim the fat, trim the fat, sorry, yeah. So in terms of trimming the fat, um, and maybe it's just because I largely know creatives in this industry. In terms of trimming the fat, that is largely those creative thinkers who are able to help uh, maneuver out of uh, certain tricky situations by appealing to or tapping into the cultural zeitgeist or or people's affinity to things or how people are feeling or the emotions of the time or what might be inspiring or visually stimulating or whatever. Those tend to be the ones that went first. So I'm interested to see how that creative thinking manifests itself within these companies, given that a lot of well, those that is have definitely something that we can impl- explore in in an upcoming podcast um, and with myriad other subjects. <laughs> okay, ciao, ciao, bye, bye. Oh